and I take out my missiles and I bash all those evil fish into hell with my big tank gun crawling along the beach like I'm the god and now I'm the god of the island tank god and nobody will take it from me never again will I lose are you out of your system now are you good yeah sorry I really just went uh sorry it's fine Welcome everyone to episode 19 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of the year 1999. I am your Tequila Blanco host, Sparky Shelton. And I am your Amaretto host, Tino Mickens. Okay. What? And I'm Ryan. Okay, you don't like- fuck you guys. What, you don't like Amaretto? Uh, Amaretto's fine, but I was thinking like more of a base spirit when I set out you know the tequila thing, but boys. Oh, so so you don't make. And I'm Ryan. Make, so you don't make amaretto can, can sours. I don't. No, no, I don't. Interesting. All right, you pretentious LA buck. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Can I tell you? Can I tell you what I am obsessed with these days? Can I tell you? I'm oh, obsessed well, with that WAP. Those winning ass Padres. That's right. Our hometown baseball team the san diego padres are on a six game winning streak huh yeah and the fact that they got cardi b to make that song about them whoa it was big Blew my mind it wide was open big they could be known as the slam diego padres for hitting five out of six grand slams in the last six games hey oh i think we're actually on a seven game winning streak now since we beat the astros today uh, Listen, Tino, I don't know anything about sports. I but was gonna ask. I'm you. from Portland, and I'm pretty sure the Blazers won. <laughs> at, so... le- at, at least once, they won at least once. Yeah. Do you have any idea what we're talking about, Tino? Are you aware of what's been happening? Because huh? I'd like oh, to with the Padres. Yeah. No. I'd like to walk you through it. Okay. Okay, please. So you know how our team sucks, right? Yes, um, go on. And they've never won a championship, and they suck. Of course, go on. We have a very good team this year in this shortened season, and we were playing against a team from Texas called the Rangers, and we were beating them really bad. It was late in the game. We were up by a lot. The bases were loaded, and uh, uh, one of the Padres, who's like the most exciting kid in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., hit a grand slam in a 3-0 and count, which means that if it just threw one more ball, he would have walked. Uh, and the Rangers got very upset about that because they claimed that you're not supposed to swing at a 3-0 and pitch uh, late in the game when you're up by a lot. It's just bad decorum. And then everybody in the history of baseball was like, no, fuck you, Rangers, fuck off. And then we proceeded to hit uh, five home runs in the last in the next six games. Uh, which has never been done before. So that's basically what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. You ever see angels in the outfield? Yeah. Yeah, I I think you're onto something there. That was about actually that game with the Padres where they got six home runs. Well, they didn't That's what angels in the outfield was about, but it came out before. (laughs) Because it's angels. They don't understand linear time. It was a prophecy. Right. A biblical prophecy. <laughs> it's a prophecy. To sp- and it's funny because the, the team that we're playing now is also from Texas. So 
Apparently, there's some big California-Texas rivalry that only people in Texas know about. Right, because in California, got... we just like know we're better. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, nothing It's because we have Mexican food, and they have Texas Mexican food. It's different. And it's worse, unequivocally. You know, speaking of Texas we're... Mexican food... <laughs> <laughs> our, our movie this week was the 1999 classic PTA flick. Magnolia played uh, at every parent teacher association meeting <laughs> of the year. It, it, Just the it, annual one. It is it is similar to uh the parent teachers association in that um uh the white people have a, a significantly more power in the organization. Um Yeah, that's true. I saw this movie a week and a half ago, I believe. Um <laughs> and you two boys watched it today. So I saw the last hour today. I saw the first two hours about a week and a half ago. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I watched the whole movie today, and I feel like I watched it in my childhood, and I'm remembering fragments of it like a, like a cloudy past. Right. So let's let's dive in. We can't really uh, we can't really. It's very nonlinear. So I think it probably probably would be better just to just to just to talk about the characters. Um, sure, because it is a character study, as we know. Um, uh, we got uh, uh, it all sort of centers around this game show, if I remember correctly. Um, Largely, yeah. Uh, you got the you got the the. The host of the game show, this old old Trebek esque, well, let's say Sajak esque. Um, yeah, more Sajaky for sure. Certainly more Sajaky, um, in that he's kind of a dipshit. Um, <laughs> wow. Hey, what what did Sajak do to you, man? <laughs> he's... Were you on Wheel of Fortune? No, Pat Sajak has done something like extremely shitty things in his day. Listen, right, I let's not cancel anyone. This isn't a cancellation podcast. This uh, is a movie podcast. Yeah, I don't know this Pat Sajak drama, but the thing is, Alex Trebek is like an old wizard. So, oh, he's great. Pat yeah. Sajak is worse than him just for being a human, a normal human man. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so, so he's been hosting this show, which is like an "Are you smarter than a fifth grader?" esque like game quiz show between a panel of adults and a panel of kids. Oh, and need we... F- okay, we have to say. <laughs> I don't know why I said need we. Skip that. <laughs> but the point is, his name is Jerry Gator. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Was I crazy? <laughs> no. Is it? Yeah. Is Jerry Gator, like, just a weird name? Or is there, like, another Jerry Gator? Or is it a pun that I'm not getting? Well, like it's, it's different than a- Alex Crocodile, so... It certainly is. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know why you'd bring Alex up. Uh, rest in peace. But, well, because um... <laughs> Alex is obviously on the better competing game show. You know, oh, what I are see. you yeah, talking about? He he's saying that there's know, an man. there's I'm an analog between. Right <laughs> oh my god, this guy and that. <clears throat> I'm just gonna cough straight in my mic right there. Please edit that no. out. Um, Jesus. Uh, so you you got this guy. And you've got, uh, uh, he's played by, I don't know, a generic old guy, a name I can't remember. Um, you would recognize his face, though. Sure. And then you've got the, you've got the creator of the show, this elderly guy, who's also another old white person that I don't really remember. Um, Is that the guy who's dying? That's the guy who's dying. 
Nice. And then his. You just saw this movie. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Okay, give me a break, man. It's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. It is a crazy film. It is a crazy film. <laughs> um, so you got him. You've got his 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 nurse, living nurse, who is uh uh Phil Cy Hoffman. Um, beautifully portrayed by Phil Cy Hoffman, be- as per usual. Rest in peace. I mean, you can't really go wrong with with Phil Seymour Hoffman. Really, no bad movies. Um. And then you've got the dying guy's son, who is Tom Cruise, who plays like a garbage pickup artist. Like, you gotta be a predator to fight for women. You gotta, you gotta win. Um, and he's got long hair, and it's distracting. Um, and God, is he good in that part? <laughs> it doesn't look like it's much of a stretch for him. He does it insanely was just well. him. It was just him preparing for his role in Tropic Thunder, you know. I feel like it was him being. I, th- I think it the was the leader of the Scientology, yeah. David Miscavige. Oh, <laughs> do, you, do you think? Look, we'll, I, we'll get. Do you think that like? Do you think that like? I don't know the timeline of Tom Cruise's Scientology, but like, it sort of seems like that sort of manic energy is what he brought into Scientology, and then I know later Paul Thomas Anderson made the Master. Which is famously like an allegory to Scientology. You think right. you think Paul Thomas Anderson felt guilty about somehow leading Tom Cruise to Scientology? You know, I don't think Tom Cruise brought that energy to Scientology. <laughs> you think also Scientology... we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about it too much. Yeah, I don't want to look out my window and see <laughs> something I don't want to see tomorrow. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, we haven't said anything bad about it. I mean it. I, I have always held, say what you will about Scientology, but it has worked for Tom Cruise. I don't know if it's worked for anybody else, but it, you cannot deny that Scientology is working for Tom Cruise. Man, we got to get away from this topic. I'm telling you, I am <laughs> jumping really in the car. Right I'm jumping out the window. I'm jumping, man. Wherever, whatever I'm going, I'm jumping. Oh man! <laughs> so besides your... the guy, so yeah, there's Tom Cruise. That's the son of the creator of the show, of which the host of that is also a character. Another character is this like little boy genius, yeah, who is like who's like going on the show and like studying to go on the show. Yeah, there's that guy, um, and then there and is, he's very wise. He's a very wise boy. He's the smartest one of the three of the kids, um, and. Uh, um uh his he the other one the other guy is um uh William H Macy portrays like a washed up quiz kid who was on that show for a long time um and uh uh and he And now is, he's getting braces. He's getting braces <laughs> and he works he works at a at like a an electronics store um Etc. And then there is the daughter of the host. Right. She's another character. It's a lot of characters, you guys. And then there's what's her name? I always forget her name. Julianne Moore. That's the one. Oh right. Second, second, uh, second appearance in a '99 movie. Ta-da. And tell me, tell me, you guys aren't forgetting about John C. Riley? Oh John C. God! Riley. How did I almost forget that? Yeah. Wow. 
he because you know he's he's so good that you you forget he's a, even an actor. It's that was just a guy who they accidentally caught on camera. Um, <laughs> it was just a real cop. Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 movie sort of oh, and then there's also the the daughter of the game show host um uh who is portrayed by uh 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 oh what was what was her name i don't remember what her name was but she was she was on a doing a lot of cocaine yeah <laughs> like a lot though she's doing a lot of cocaine and that's basically her whole thing her the the whole movie is just sort of chronicling at least her arc is like chronicling her sort of breakdown um descent into madness in a way yeah yeah um it starts out the movie starts out with these three things these like three little vignettes yeah of like strange occurrences in time i only remember one of them the first one is like coincidences if you yeah, will coincident oh, yeah. coincidences but they're all like dark and sort of disturbing yeah there was there was the hanging for people who in a robbery gone awry there was the but what happened to the three people that was weird though i don't remember i thought they were just killed maybe no, yeah. why is that a coincidence sparky i, I don't know co- i didn't follow it i wow. didn't get how i didn't get how any of that was connected i'm just a simple i'll boy. tell you in detail about the next one which I, is okay what well we don't know much about the hanging obviously clearly no, sure, we don't go know for much it. about the hanging oh yeah i'll go for it uh pat oswald scuba diver scuba diving right. in a lake then mm. all of a sudden he finds himself in the bottom of a fire plane and then stuck on a tree dead yeah that was terribly explained so much so that i don't even remember <laughs> what happened to pat oswald okay so there was a- pat oswald is a scuba diver he's swimming in in a lake and he gets picked up by a fire plane you know the ones that like come very close to the water they scoop up water and then they dump it on <clears throat> stuck a in thing. a tree yeah, and he got stuck in a tree. The coincidence there is that there, the the pilot of the uh, of the plane did some shit. Oh God, I'm forgetting. Did you guys write down better notes than what I'm going no. on based oh, on my not memory? Even close. No. no, but I remember the third one very well. What's the third one? Which was one? that this bo- this guy, this like teenage boy, jumped off of his apartment building to kill himself. Oh, right. And as yeah. he was falling, yeah. he got shot through the window of his own apartment by his own mother, who was trying to shoot his father. Well, wasn't trying to shoot his father. He was threatening his okay, father. Okay, okay, okay. With a shotgun. I want to. I want to finish loaded. it though. Can I finish yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. And it turns out that if he hadn't gotten shot, he would have landed in a, a safety net. There was like an awning, basically, that would have caught him, and he wouldn't have died. And then it turns out that they never actually, his parents never keep the gun loaded. So that's why they're always like threatening each other with this gun because it's never actually loaded. But the boy loaded it behind their back and didn't tell them. Yeah. So he basically killed himself. Yeah. In more ways Crazy. than one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember what the hanging was. They're all like, uh, you know, crazy, crazy, random, ch- like, uh, there, it sets the tone that chance plays a bigger role in your life than you might expect. 
That's been our show tonight. Drive safe. Good night, everybody. Da 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 da. So, uh, <laughs> that was a lovely outro. Actually, I kind of like that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but we're contractually mandated to make like another twenty-five minutes of jokes at least about this movie, for um, sure. So, uh, the movie opens after that. It uh, it is um, a a scene with um, uh, John C. Riley's character, who's a policeman, going into this woman's house. Uh, he got a call for a domestic disturbance. And uh, he's he's not very good at at de-escalating a situation because she is all up in arms. Um, she's very upset that he's in the house. Uh, well, because he did come in, he came in without permission, which is pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah, let's be fair. Not legal, certainly. Yeah, exactly. I remember the connection between Pat Oswalt and the fire thing. Let us know. Let us hear it, please. So, Patton Oswalt, not only scuba diver extraordinaire, but he was a dealer at a casino. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I don't the guy, the pilot, <laughs> that's not it. The pilot of the fire plane was a patron at his blackjack table. Mm. And Patton Oswalt took all of his money on behalf of the house. And later that day, the guy. The pilot was so frazzled because he realized he had just killed the dealer that took all his money. He killed himself later, and mm. because of the coincidence. That's right. wild. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, John C. Riley breaks into this apartment, and then he arrests the woman who lives there. Um, and there's a body in the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Because um, he got a call about a disturbance, you know, classic. And then this little kid is trying to tell him what happens. Uh, and wait, is this how we're doing highlights now? Just in the middle of it? Yeah, I think so. That's fine. This is my highlight, I think. Yeah? This kid's rap was pretty, pretty wild. I love to imagine Paul Thomas Anderson sitting by himself in a dark office. Yeah. Um, writing Using this little boy's rap verse. What I can only assume is like a, a vintage typewriter that's like very gorgeous, but it just like it's so slow that he types like 10 words a minute, but they're gorgeous. And he's drinking like milky, milky coffee from <laughs> a little teacup that is so small. He has to go back and fill it from the kitchen after like seven sips yeah oh yeah it's very small but it's not it's like a very short it's a very short butler that is the one that uh that fills it up in a nice gorgeous sterling silver pot yeah and his butler's name is desmond Mm, desmond um i hate to say it but it is true Yeah. yeah so uh the kid raps and uh, John C. Riley's like, fuck off, kid. I don't care who killed him. I'm a cop. Get it? Um, and then it cuts to another scene. So uh, Listen, honestly, here's the thing. From a modern lens, of course, we're going to say he's a cop for fuck everything this guy says. 
John C. Riley's character seems like a good guy, except for the fact that he is a cop. So he does some weird cop things, you know. He, he's that, also just a he's just a big loser, you know. He is was a loser, a but he's nice. A big loser. Um, he's he's nice. a very nice guy. He, he's do, he's doing his best. Um, he uh, as a weird cop. Yeah. So <laughs> so he then goes to another call, which is uh uh Jimmy Gator is going to her his estranged daughter's house. And she's doing just like, you know, mountains of cocaine. Uh, and they yell at each other. And she's like, you don't have any right to be here. You don't have any right to just show up. And uh, and the the cop shows up because there's a disturbance. Um, and uh, he basically just like stays in her apartment for a long time and then asks her to dinner, which seems like not something you should do on duty. But, um, you know. But it works out because she's vulnerable. I guess. I guess it works out. I guess you could and say that. And easily taken advantage of. John um, C. Riley plays a weird, nice cop. Sing <laughs> and it. He's really good. Sing it, boy. What? Sing it. You're really get, getting it. Oh. Thank you. I don't know why I have such a, such a, such a, such a, such, such silky chords today. I just you, you have the <laughs> it keeps ear. coming out I'm, of me I'm all natural. I'm telling you, you have the ear. You have the ear for music. You have the ear I for comedy. I don't want to leave okay. your apartment without asking you to dinner. That's a really because good... Because you seem oh. so nice to me. Mm-hmm. That's a really good John C. Riley impression. Thank you. <laughs> um... Uh, so, uh, we then go to Jimmy, uh, uh, and, uh, it follows Jimmy and they're doing the show and this kid, this new kid, Stanley, uh, he's doing, he's doing the show, but he's not happy. Like he just refuses to, to bite. Um, he's been on the show for, I think it said like three weeks, um, and uh and has been knocking him out and it uh and now he's just not having it he's just not doing it you know he's tired of it all yeah yeah ryan you were a prodigy you were a fencing prodigy do you have do you have any advice for him if he had like any if he had like a fencing burnout how'd you deal with that how did i deal with my my the lack of fencing in my life no how did you deal with burnout since you were such a fencing prodigy like you were oh. constantly flying around the world, <clears throat> competing in fencing tournaments, and you were like so much better than everybody that you got bored. I remember you telling me about that. Oh yeah, sure, exactly, for sure, exactly what I said. Um, you know, Sparky, I'll tell you something about burnout. I hope so. Once, once, uh, once the tires are burnt out and they're all worn out, you just put new tires on and you keep them spinning. Because Mama didn't raise no bitch. Whoa. No, she raised a car whose tires are always spinning. Um, Ryan, oh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan pulls his car up to his house. His mom is standing outside waiting for him. She knows what happened. The car is destroyed. <laughs> the car is in Absolutely tatters. wrecked. And she says, just give it some new wheels. Keep them spinning. <laughs> and you then he sit on top. <laughs> Oh man, um, 
And then she pulls out the wheels in the china cabinet, the nice china wheels, and says, son, you're ready. You've won all of these fencing tournaments. You've gone across the world. You've stabbed every royal family member of all the royal families. It's time for the china wheels. And, um, you know, you put them on the car and they break immediately since they're so fragile. Um, Of course. But the sound that it makes when they break is just harmonic. It's gorgeous. And Ryan's there playing the fiddle. He lights a match, throws it on his own home, burns it to the ground, (laughs) chuckles, chuckles at the very thought of it all. And And he's actually doing it, too. And and as as he's walking away, he says, there are no more fencing worlds left to conquer. There is only one frontier, and uh, and a portal opens up, and he walks into into the portal, and it's just a big white room, uh, with uh, a big white <laughs> wall, and it's got big black letters across it that just says um, the podcasting industry, and there's a golden door, and Ving Rhames is there, and he's got a turtleneck sweater, and he says, "Welcome, um, this is the w- next world you must conquer, my son." Sorry, um, just to dial it back for a second. This isn't still the plot of Magnolia. No, no, I know no, no, it no, sounds no, no. like it no, could no. be. We're talking a we're talking about our friend Ryan's real actual life. Yeah. Um, and I'm v- also still here. I just haven't decided when I wanted to chime in. I mean, I you've told Keep us that, well, you've told us the story so many times that I feel like we can recite it from memory. But I, I still don't know how it felt when that happened to you, Ryan. Yeah, you you really play coy with the emotions. What was it like when Ving Rhames invited you into the podcasting world for you to dominate it? Oh, well, obviously we're still at the beginning of our of our journey here, boys, and I'm glad that you guys were sitting at that table with across from Ving Ving Rhame, Ving what's his name? Oh my god, he's so sincere. He's he's like, oh, well, we're still here in the early days of our little escapade into the world of the podcast industry, so I wouldn't call us experts or royals or any king of sorts, but... uh, Not like the kings I've stabbed in my illustrious stabbing career. Mark my fucking words, Joe Rogan and others. I'm coming for you, pal. And you're going to get stabbed with jokes about movies like Magnolia, which we were talking about. What happened next, Tino? Um, well, so, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe next to is Phil Sy Hoffman. P- point is, Phil Sy Hoffman is the nurse for Tom Cruise's dad. We already know this. And Tom Cruise's dad is like, hey, you need to find my son. Phil Sy Hoffman is like, okay, 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 okay. I'll find your son. And he starts looking on the phone, calling numbers, calling numbers. Then we meet Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is this guy, and he's getting, he's, you know, this weird pickup artist motivational speaker long-haired ponytail dude he's getting an interview with a woman that lasts like the whole first half of the movie basically i feel like <laughs> right yeah yeah um and then then it's stanley starting the game right um well no i think i think stanley i think stanley freezes up i think the other thing we see is donnie smith which is uh, William H Macy. This is really a movie of of initialized names. We have, well, I guess Philip Seymour Hoffman doesn't count, but we got uh, uh, or Tom Cruise, uh, or John C. Riley, P. T. Anderson. There's a lot of three, a lot of threes. Philip Seymour Hoffman, John C. Riley, William H Macy, Paul T. Anderson, Tom C. Cruise. <laughs> Tom. Julianne Hot Rod Moore. 
<laughs> a lot of people don't know, but that is her middle name. It's because it's because she's one sixteenth hot rod on her father's side. Yeah, she can actually turn into a car. <laughs> it's fucking sick, dude. It's crazy. God. And she wasn't in Transformers. That's a snub. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I think that probably has something to do with the unions, but um, they're just looking out for their own, so can't really fault them yeah. for that. Um, Good point. So Donnie Smith is a washed up. Uh, is a washed up. Um, uh, uh, washed up child Quiso, game show host Quiso, or a star. Oh, star, yeah. Um, he was one of the kids that was like on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, but he was like actually a genius. Um, and uh, uh, he um, is uh, uh, he watches the show. He's at the bar, um, and he's very he's very like um, uh, obsessed with this oral surgery. Um, he he is he is gay. And he thinks that if he gets the oral surgery um, to get like his teeth fixed, then he'll be able to be happy and find a man, and you know, so on. Uh, and he's also very bitter that he doesn't have any money, and uh, all of the money that he won on the show, which is like one hundred fifty thousand dollars, his parents uh, took from him. Um, and he's just basically lamenting his life in the bar. That's what he's doing. And then, hashtag Macaulay Culkin. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. Oh my god, I love Hashtag that. Hashtag William Macaulay Culkin May C Culkin <laughs> Cully Haynes. Kieran, um, you yeah. gotta put a Kieran in there. Um, uh, uh, at this point, I would say the far more successful Culkin. I'm, well, you know, I think at this point, Macaulay is probably just riding it out. He doesn't really need anything. Kieran, like, still probably needs to work to make it, you know? I just think, like, in terms of, in terms of like, industry respect, I think Kieran is a well-seasoned, well-liked, good actor. And it's... Uh, I agree. I think that he has made his own life in the shadow of his much, much more, you know, I suppose, well-known older brother. They have a similar energy, though. You know it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you haven't really seen Macaulay in anything after being, like, 13, so you don't whoa, really... Whoa, 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 whoa. I've seen Macaulay Culkin in Macaulay Culkin Eats an Entire Slice of Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> How was he in that? Okay. Who directed... He was fantastic. It was directed by Macaulay Culkin, oh. written by Macaulay Culkin, produced by Macaulay Culkin, edited by Macaulay Culkin, shot by Macaulay Culkin. Cons- Who was it written by? Who Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> but Scorsese was the executive producer, right? He Who? Was in- Scorsese? Yeah, Scorsese on that one, I think. Marty Scores. Um, and Zimmer on the score, of course. <laughs> Zimmer on the score. <laughs> Zimmer on the Scorsese. Oh, imagine that. Um, so then we go to, we see this, um, uh, we see this, uh, so Tom Cruise is not the son of the, talk show host he's the show he's the son of the show's creator and producer and that is actually a twist that we should have saved (laughs) yeah yeah so he is uh he's the son estranged son we should say um uh and it's actually terrible that we said that what because it's a it's a twist is it yeah because we learned that I, i feel like we learned that part way through I thought we learned that like immediately. 
Nah, 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 nah. Be- well, because the thing is, the interview lasts like the whole first half of the movie, and we learn in the interview that Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. Okay, but that's I, we should save that. We should save that. Okay. We'll Point is, that. he Let's is the guy's going. son. W- yeah. What's next, though? What's next? Well, it's got to be Stanley starting the game, right? Am I forgetting someone else? Um. Uh, oh, Julianne Moore. Yeah, Julianne Moore. She's just stealing the. She's like the the young wife of of the dying producer um who is like later self admits to just being in it for the money um and uh yeah she's just like stealing Man, his sparky's pills. just the guy who gives away the ending today i just like a non-linear sh- like thing so what's the point you know yeah next thing he's gonna start talking about the 10 plagues or something he's gonna be i mean it's yeah, kind of in. it's kind of linear it's kind of linear i guess mm, yeah um, so point is Julianne Moore is the trophy wife. Yeah, and she's stealing pills from the husband. True. I think. There's just a lot of shots of her in the car driving around. And then there's got <laughs> it's got to be Stanley starting the game, right? Um yeah, sure. Listen, Stanley's in the library, he's studying. He's late. His dad is outside to pick him up to go beyond tv and stanley is late because he did not see his dad outside and he's his dad his dad's a bad dad his dad is not a very nice dad <laughs> um and they get to the studio and st- it's nice because stanley like knows everybody at the studio it's like a second home for him now and uh you know it's honestly going pretty well he goes on the show and he's killing it that's the main thing with stanley for now i feel like yeah, Stanley's just really good at the show. Yeah. He's really good. Um who else who else who else gets uh uh oh, Julianne Moore's character goes to the lawyer, right? Who's the lawyer? The lawyer is the lawyer for the estate of Earl, the producer guy who's dying. Because oh, right. she and she's this, like ah, I, I don't want any money. I, I, right yeah i mean now for someone who hasn't seen the movie could you uh describe that (laughs) yeah could you put the words where the noises were no i don't know what words she was saying but i remember what it sounded like and that's what it sounded like (laughs) (laughs) she was just crying to this lawyer and the lawyer's like "Ah, i don't know i'm a lawyer what do you want from me (laughs) it was something like it was something like you are treating me like a criminal or something something like that i don't know she she was trying she was trying to get written out of the will and she was trying to get written out of the will in a way that that money didn't then go to the the motivational speaker's son because he's sleazy um right and we don't talk about him which is what she says to phil cy hoffman when he says that he's looking for him right right um yeah i don't remember what happens after that well it's gotta be stanley killing uh, killing it on the game what were you saying ryan sorry oh i was gonna be like the lawyer's like we can't do that and then it cuts to stanley killing it on the game but in in like a few scenes just in like the stanley plot line i guess we're coming to the end of that roughly before it cuts back to him at the end of the movie he like pisses himself because he doesn't want to play the game anymore he's like i'm not your monkey oh my I god dance for you You guys are all oh, just yeah. end at the beginning today I, I i i i i don't know what you want from me you know it's my intention to summarize everything so i'm just summarizing what i know okay 
You may not like it's it. It's been 40 minutes, Tino. It's been 40 minutes. What do you want from me, son? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so how, I mean, I mean, if you, you do it, man, you, you do it. You tell us what's happens, what hap, what's happening. Okay, listen, um, <laughs> it was, now that I'm trying to put what it together that? in my head, kind of difficult to, um, yeah, you know, put it yeah. in sort of a linear fashion <laughs> and really sort of piece it back together. Um, it was sort of based around the weather. They had these shots of the weather, like it was raining and then it was not raining. Yeah. Um. Well, because the title cards told the story, man. The title cards to- told the story. Yeah. Uh, and one of them, yeah. It, yeah, one of them was like, it's going to rain, and now it's raining a lot. And then the next one, rain stops immediately, unnatural. And then So it's, it's John C. Riley. okay, so yeah, Stanley's uh, he, he kills it at the game, but then it comes to the last question, he, he does piss the bed. Yeah. He does shit his pants. He does um, not want to do it. He has to go to the bathroom. Wait, you, f- you flip those around, though. He didn't shit his pants. He pissed his pants, and he shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and he did go to the bathroom. He ran off to the bathroom. And then his dad comes on, and he's like, Stanley. Because his dad is a monster from you ruined uh, it. Fifth you dimension. You ruined it. You ruined it. He's like that. <laughs> That's what he's like. Um, and then, yeah, John C. Riley and the dog. Oh, oh, oh. No, yeah, that's later. John C. Riley and the daughter like go on this date or whatever. Yeah, right? it's very, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, oh, and Tom Cruise. We learned that Tom Cruise is the guy's son because it turned. Apparently, it turned out that like Tom Cruise was going around and giving this completely fake life story in interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and so yeah, he's being interviewed by this woman uh, who's like slowly. It's like a it's like a slow burn Nardwar interview where it's just like <laughs> there's just more and more and more information uh, uh, is revealed and you realize oh shit she knows everything and he like gets more and more distraught as she peels it back. I believe <laughs> in the business out here in the big city we call it an expose. Yeah, yeah. The in the business it's an expose. Yeah. And I'm in the business now, oh, now that I'm good. in the city. <laughs> you have a podcast, so. Yeah, exactly. I'm an expose. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Ex-rosé. That's, yeah, that's right. I used to be a one. <laughs> but now you're uh, what, what was the thing you said at the beginning? <laughs> huh? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> fuck. Amaretto? <laughs> oh, God. All right, just keep it going. What's the plot? Um, uh... The date, did we talk about how weird the date was? Uh, a little, a little. We could talk more about it. It was pretty weird. She's doing she a- recites a song lyric. Oh, wait, did they sing yet? We, we skipped over them all singing, didn't no, we? No, that's, that's the last yeah. scene. No, it's not. Like, that's it not ends the last on them singing. Scene. It it's ends on them that. singing. No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, those, Ryan, oh, you're you're wrong. F- you're so wrong. It was like another 45 minutes after that. Yeah, that might have been the end. No way! When I you just saw the end. The two hours. I just, I only watched the end actually. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Oh, buddy! This is why people listen to us, not because of the plots, but because of the internal conflict that we that we that we develop. Yeah, I guess. So wait, does them singing happen later after the date? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, they go on this date. They kiss. They have a big old smackaroonie kiss, and then she starts crying and runs away. Yeah, right? Yeah, that happens. That does happen. Um, and then Jimmy Jimmy confesses that he's been unfaithful to his wife Rose as she as he's dying. Like he's in the midst of dying, and he passes out at one point. Uh, and he goes home, and he tells uh, his wife that he uh, has cheated on her. And she's sort of okay with it, and is like, did you abuse anybody? And he was like, I don't know. And she was like, die alone. Um, Wait, who? The wife he... of Jimmy, the host. Oh, the okay, host. his name was Jimmy Gator or Jerry Gator? I think I said Jerry Jimmy Gator. Gator. Oh, it's Jimmy Gator. Jimmy Gator. It's Jimmy Gator. Jimmy Gator. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the reason why his daughter, the one dating John C. Riley, was uh, so upset with him was because uh, he allegedly did some some bad stuff to her, which yeah. is oh, when his wife is like, did you do it? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, did you do it? And he's like, probably not. I don't remember. And then and she goes, like, you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, she goes, uh, die alone. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I think that is when they start singing. Yeah, everyone's in their own little separate scenes, and they all at the same time at the same time start going. I took my love and I took it down, and I saw my reflection. Landsliding down. No, yeah, it's not landslide, but they do. It, they it do have a little a musical number. I was, I was wondering about that. I'm gonna try to figure <laughs> out what it was because it definitely sounded like it might have been. Uh, uh, it was an Amy Mann song, right? It was, yeah. It was, um... Uh, Wise Up? Uh, yeah. May- maybe, yeah. I think it was. I think that's what it was. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's yeah, weird. Paul it Thomas wise, Anderson likes to do up. the singing thing sometimes. I thought it was very strange and not great. I'll, <laughs> I I'll thought it, it was weird. <laughs> um, did you guys ever see that scene that got cut from Vice? <laughs> The musical number no. from Vice. There, like Vice, the the news <laughs> the show. The Dick Cheney movie. Oh no! What? Yeah. So originally <laughs> there was a musical number in the middle of Vice with a song by the Alabama Shakes. Love me some Alabama no Shakes. No fucking way. What? Love me some Alabama Shakes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, and it was like Muscle in the middle Shoals. of the White House, and it was about like. It was about like corruption in the government. It was basically like Steve Carell giving him like a tutorial on government corruption, Jesus and it was all a musical Christ. number. <laughs> Go YouTube it. I will search I'm, it on YouTube. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Please. So hey, I have now, a question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was a scene in the movie where uh, PSH orders some some porn mags from a store. And like a, a, a carton of cigarettes, and some other stuff. How yeah. what, how was he able to do that? What was what was going on there? I think he just ordered groceries to the house and got porn mags as well. Was that a thing before two thousand fifteen? Ordering groceries? Yeah, you could order groceries. Yeah, oh, you just okay. couldn't do it online. Because I wrote down notes. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman orders Postmates before it was a thing, so I just wanted to uh, clarify that. <laughs> no, I think also, delivery of groceries has always been a thing. I mean, like, you're from New York. Like, can't you just call down to a bodega and they'll bring them up? 
Happens in movies. <laughs> <laughs> the part that I liked about that scene was how he was like, hey, can I have uh, some peanut butter and <laughs> milk and bread and... And 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 can I get a hustler? And the the lady on the on the other end of the phone was like, yeah. And he was like, can I get another porn mag? And she was like, yeah. Here's another one. And he was like, huh, okay, thanks. And she was like, do you still want the milk, the peanut butter, and the bread? <laughs> <laughs> and he said no, right? Didn't he? No, he said he did. He was oh. like, yeah, because he's Phil Cy Hoffman. He's an earnest little good lad. <laughs> and also, he, he wasn't breakfast. ordering that shit to jerk off. He was ordering it to find. His son, Frank Mackey. Oh, exactly. Really? Yeah, because his dick, his, his not dick, his uh. Well, I mean, I guess it was like a weird sex guru oh, shit, you I know, see. whatever. Like, interesting. Because he's in the hot as hell. Because he's sexy. What? <laughs> no, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast of a man, and and he takes it out like nobody else. And by it, okay. I mean his fat. Right. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Fat. So at, after they <laughs> sing, after they sing, uh, Donnie, the the uh, William H Macy's character goes to try to rob his old, um, his old uh, uh, store, like his old workplace that he was always late to. Um, uh, Solomon Solomon, who's played by. There's a scene where he gets fired. And it's Alfred Molina is played Solomon Solomon. It's not a oh yeah, and it's kind of racist, right? I I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, beats me, man. Take it up with PTA, huh? Um, <laughs> Take it up with Alfred Molina over here. Yeah, so he goes. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to the parents. So he goes to to rob them. As he's leaving, he breaks his key in the lock, uh, and he turns around and he's trying to um, he's trying to to get back in. And uh, uh, while he's climbing to try to get on the roof, um, well, hey, don't, hey, are we there yet? Are we ready? No, no, because we got to set up. <laughs> Everybody's on the road at this point for some re- one reason or another. I don't remember mm. why one of them is in an ambulance. I don't remember who's in the that ambulance. That was that was Julianne Moore because she overdosed on her husband's drugs. Right. She killed herself. Right. Okay. Um, and then the daughter of the game show host is like in her apartment. I thought right because her yeah because then her mom her mom is coming to like reconcile with her um, yeah. after finding out what happened and uh, and uh, uh, John C Riley's character is just sort of driving around um, home from the date maybe and then all of a sudden flap. It starts raining frogs. How wacky is that, huh? <laughs> Pretty wacky. Wait, oh, and wait, wasn't wasn't that when John Malkovich came in? Mm. Like John Malkovich <laughs> fell out of the sky. No, and I they think were like, it was just a frog. Oh. It could have been John what? Malkovich, like Andy circusing in as a frog, but I think it was probably just a frog. Uh, well, if it was Andy circusing, then it was actually John Malkoviching because John Malkovich <laughs> did it first. No. Before Andy Circus did it. I think I think any motion capture is just called Andy Circusing at this point. Like we can give that to him, right? Yeah, I think Cirque du Soleil actually pays him a monthly fee just to use that name at all. What? Oh, okay, Circus. Got it. Yeah, that took me yeah, a second. Yeah, sorry. To process. That was really no, good. I, get I like it. that. <laughs> 
I'm oh, really man. smart um, and I'm really cool. And also I know way more than most people. So I get it if it takes you a while to understand my jokes. Except Rowan Atkinson. Sure. Um, right. He knows everything. Um, great callback to when we weren't recording yet. Um, that was an inside joke for the viewers. Um, oh, for the viewers. You won't understand yeah. that, but we will. We Thank will. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just really um, want to throw that in there. And let's be honest. This podcast isn't for the viewers. It's not for the listeners. Come on. Listen, um, the point is it's raining frogs. It's raining frogs. Said that yet? Yeah, it's raining frogs. It's pandemonium. Uh, no, people it's frog their, There's no People pandas. crash their cars. And then John C. Riley tells William H. Macy just... Just to be chill and not rob anymore, and that worked. Oh, and William H. Macy does, the, the thing that happens with him is a frog falls and hits him right in the face and messes up his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. Very. Um, and then um, uh, uh, Tom Cruise's character gets back to his dad before he dies and, like, yells at him and, you know, has has a breakthrough, I guess. Um. Yeah, and then the movie kind of ends. Did I miss anything? Well, I, think so. um, I would like to say that uh, the movie does kind of kick off with a rap, but this podcast does like to. <laughs> it's not. End with it's a not rap. time yet. I think it's, it's not time. time yet. Are you sure? I don't think so because oh, we right. have ads first. Don't we have an ad? We have to do an ad break. What's What's the ad for this week, Constantine? Right, Deep sea. Give me a second. California. That's the ad. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. California by Supersonic. Who wrote that song? No, the Cal- state. The Lagoons. Oh, I'm here, and I'm living like Larry. David. Yeah, well, no. I don't know. He's doing pretty well for himself. Larry the Cable Guy, but I'm in California, so it's kind of quirky of me. What's he, what's he say there? Get her kombucha? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great, man. Or is it get them he done? Goes, he, yeah, he goes, what about, he goes, what about get him done, huh? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, you know what I always say, get, wait, what are your pronouns? Oh, get, get her done, yeah, all right. That is, get uh, them done. That is get Larry the Cable Guy. I feel like we just made the same joke like four times. <laughs> well, the best one's gonna gonna make it to the episode. So, I rule hope of so. threes. Rule of threes. Yeah. <laughs> rule of threes. Three people make the exact same joke at the exact same time, and hopefully somebody laughs. That's the rule. Um, Ryan, can you give us a quick little rap yeah, for the give boys? Give us a rap. Uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> Starts off with a little bit of this. In a world of coincidences, there are sights to behold. There are many clashes of instances and stories to be told. Ones that are spooky. Some about crime. Others that are indifferent. Others divine. But today's story is different. One about three. Three completely independent stories. Or so it may seem. Ugh. Is that it? Frank... No, I wasn't. God damn it, Sparky. I, you stopped for a long time. It was a dramatic I pause, clearly. Sorry, I'm sorry. I dropped my headphones and I was adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Frank Mackey, respect the cock. He's dodging left and right and he's ready to rock. His dad's dying, but he's on the clock. Two dads, two deaths, both sad, both with regrets. Donnie's in a bar, a smart guy who crashed his car, studying the chat so he can get a bad bitch. Used to have money, now he's not rich. 
Cut to JCR in Claudia's house. Wipe up the coke discreet as a mouse. Watch as he stands or searches the house. My name is Donnie Smith and I have lots to, lots of love to give. Stare across the pharmacy. Gotta help my man live. In the studio, about to be live in five. All the scenes are a vibe. These celebrity kids form a tribe. Philip Seymour Hoffman is a detective. Better than John C. Riley, who's rather selective. This movie's like a puzzle, man. PTA won the award and can not for this film, but anyways. How'd you like those nachos? Tom Cruise only acting so macho. And I will not apologize for who I am. I will not apologize for what I need. And I will not apologize for what I want. I'm going to take my leave and go get some tacos. Now that's the end. <laughs> that was good job. That was good. Yeah, I liked. There that. was a lot of a lot of stuff going on in this movie, and I struggled to write that one. I just, I, w- I honestly just wish you had sort of, I, I pronounced your words more clearly. I, I, I wanted to hear your message. You know. Yeah, I thought it was good though. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Who's the boss? Wow, that's Is a big God question. An answer? You know what? I have an answer. Should, do you guys want to know what my answer is? What is that? Stan Lee, little boy genius. And I'll yeah, tell you why. Yeah. It's for a scene that we actually skipped over in our quick little summary there. In our 40 long minute, 40 minute long summary. Stan Lee, at the end... He goes up to his dad after it starts raining frogs. Well, it starts raining frogs, and Stanley looks out the window, and he said, this happens. This is something that happens, which is probably the coolest thing that a kid could say when he sees frogs yeah. raining outside. Yeah. He doesn't care at all. He's very chill about it. Um, and then he goes back to his home, and he says to his dad, Dad, you have to be nicer to me. And his dad says, go to bed, Stanley. And Stanley says, Dad, you have to be nicer to me. And his dad says, go to bed, Stanley, again. But it seems like he understands that he does have to be nicer to him. And that's why I think Stanley's the boss. He really comes out on top. You know, I'm going to second that. I think that that's totally true. Yes. Ryan, do you have any, any, anything to say on top of that? No, that was, that was uh, quite... That was to the point. That was that was it. That was it. Stanley, Stanley, Stanley got it. Yeah, Stanley. Thank won. you. Um, well, I guess that leaves us to Milk or Merlot, my boys, where we could talk about if we liked this movie, if it aged well. Um, wow, Ryan, how about you take a stab? Yeah, I'm gonna say this is a this is a nice wine. Nice oh Merlot. yeah, I love Maybe like this ten dollar bottle, fifteen dollar bottle, the highest I've ever given so far, but for sure the best thus far. You know. Yeah, I think it's the best movie we've seen so far for sure. I'm going to disagree with y'all there, surprisingly. Whoa. Wow. Look, I think it was a milk. Wow. I I think it was it was a, a oh, de- certainly not milk, but definitely not top shelf wine. I don't I don't know off the top of my head That's what, what movie would be you better know? than it. Um I think I would have to I would have to pull up the list. Um but I Look, I'm a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. I thought Listen, everybody in town knows. You can tell you can go down the street, you can ask Willie at the bar, you can, you go, can ask Johnny at the mechanics, mm-hmm. you can right. ask Deborah at the furniture sales store, and everybody knows that I like Paul Thomas Every, Anderson. Everybody knows it. Everybody that's gonna everybody <laughs> in Huntsville is gonna tell you, Oh, that Sparky boy, yeah, he's great. Um And he loves, and he PTA loves Paul Thomas. like a beast. He 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 loves it. Won't stop talking about it. Um I just 
I don't I didn't connect with this movie. I just thought it jumped around so much that I couldn't form an emotional attachment to any of the characters. And it was a long time. It took it took a long time to be a movie. You know what I mean? I agree. It was a long film. Um yeah. But I feel like once I feel like once they sang from then on it was just like rolling downhill and I did I was not bored the whole time. Um, yeah, for the sure. Singing, the singing was a long way in, but it was worth it, I thought. I didn't like the singing, amazingly. I know you didn't, but this, oh my God. It's like the whole thing with musicals where it's like once the emotion gets so high and you can't talk anymore. Yeah, And the I fact guess. that he utilizes that in like normal films is so weird and cool to me. I don't know. Yeah, I just like, I think that my, my movie tastes, I think if I would, were to watch this movie a year ago, I would have thought it was the greatest thing that's ever happened. But because I, I feel like I rely on movies a lot more for, like, just emotional catharsis and satisfaction that when there aren't, when the movies, like, don't really convince me of the characters and the story and the emotion, um, then I, I just don't enjoy it, you know? But the way the whole movie was constructed, Sparky, you got to give him credit there. I mean, it all I was came a- together at the end. I mean, yeah. maybe this is just like a new thing that I'm going through, but I feel like, I just feel like all of the craft means nothing if you don't really connect with the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I no matter how many... I think that you had a problem with the frogs. I'll say it. <laughs> I didn't like my faith being disrespected. There, I said it. I said it. I, thought, <laughs> I knew it. I, thought, I knew it. <laughs> I thought it was flippant, and I thought it was crass, and I thought it was unholy. To take you know, the, as a take... Jew, I was watching this, and I was like, what is this? Another movie of Passover? <laughs> the frogs and whatnot. Okay. The greatest part is that raining frogs is part of both of your religions. Yeah. The same part? It's the same part. Beautiful. Part. It's the same part of the religion. It's not... Absolutely beautiful. It's not symmetric. You guys it's have Passover? I don't know. That. We just tacked some stuff after um, <clears throat> that, you know, redeemed the soul of mankind. Um, Ryan, you got the legs? Uh, of course I have the legs. Oh, awesome! Cool. So you should be able to just say it right now. Yeah, just cough it up. I think you can spill the beans. Yeah, I I have them. Yeah, so you should but probably now, just say them. Whilst it is stewing in my brain, and <laughs> while what? I'm getting the legs, okay. While I'm I didn't legs, ask for a stew. I asked for legs. Let me give you another rep, Dixon's rep, if you will. Presents okay. with a double ass meaning. Gifts I bestow with my riff and my flow. But you don't hear me though. Think fast. Catch me, yo. What's happening? Because what I know, what I throw, what, what I know, <laughs> with a resonance for your trouble ass fiend and weaning yourself off the back of the shelf. Jackass crack his body stack as dick. Dick tooting N-words, masturbating Ryan, your please pit. just give me the I'm legs. looking for them. I don't have them pulled up. <laughs> you said you did. You said you did. Yeah, that was a lie? <laughs> you said you did. Why would you lie Am about I, that? No. I'm, I'm getting there, but by the, by the end of this. What was that rap? What was that that's rap? That's the rap from the movie. Okay, I the thought kid, so. That's why I didn't want to say the N-word either. Well, obviously, I just don't want to say the N-word, but... It would be um, weird if you were freestyling that and you said N-word, like, by choice. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, 
Not that crazy. All right. Can you Here, give me, me the legs, I'm man? So Who do you think furious. I am? I'm so fucking furious. But y'all I'm just a fake ass N words living to get older no, with a chip dude. on your shoulder. Dude. Uh, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Here we go. Oh, my God. Opening oh, weekend. Christ. Wow. This movie did absolutely terribly, astonishingly Stop. bad. Like, ignoring all bits. Okay, okay. Zero nine percent total of we'll gross opening weekend. Like, come on, you guys got to give that some credit. 193,000 opening credits. I didn't even fucking hear it. I, I didn't even fucking hear it. Probably opened at festivals. We already went through this. We already went through this. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, come on. Snap, 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 It did break snap, budget. Snap, snap, It was only in seven theaters? Fuck wow. off. It was like a, snap, snap, it was snap, a snap, limited snap, release. Snap, Jesus snap, Christ. Snap. I don't have to explain How does it even work? Seven fucking theaters? All right. Keep it snappy, Ryan. How many times do I have to say it? And the legs. Oh, and the legs. Fuck. Coming to you in oh. at number oh. 3.94 oh. domestic box office. It's not bad. Legs. Well, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let me look at the other stats because I just pulled this up. Um, no leggiest weekend. Can't find that. So bomber. Um, I... <laughs> the uh, that's gonna do it for our recap of Magnolia. Hope you liked it. Um, uh, join us next week if you want to hear us talk about uh, number 20, I believe. Is that where we're at? Uh, oh, my God. Is it? Uh, it is the 20th movie. It is Ed TV, the 1999 oh. classic. Let's get the log line. Ron Howard's film. A video store clerk agrees to have his life filmed by a camera cl- crew for a television show. Uh, director, good old Ronnie Howard. Uh, oh, so it's Golden like the Truman Show. Um, oh, so it's like the Truman Show kind of. Arrested Development. It seems like Truman Show Part One. Wow. We'll see. Um, oh, I should mention that um, uh, Magnolia this week was the first uh, movie that we've watched that ended up being nominated for an Academy Award. And it deserved it. Three yeah. of them, I thought. Yeah, you got a lot of them. Quite a few. I mentioned in my rap that it was it won some awards at Cannes. Cannes, it's a film festival. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know how to say Tom that because I don't speak French. But Tom uh, Cruise, Paul idea. Thomas Anderson, and Amy Mann were all nominated. And congrats to them and theirs. Didn't win any of them. They Too got bad. DiCaprioed. It's all right. Alrighty. Well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your, uh, what did I say, Tequila Blanco host, Sparky Shelton. And I've been your Amaretto host, Tino Mickens. Amaretto, that's what it was. And I'm Ryan. I said that already. Good night.